0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It is Tony Estes. Welcome to the Before the Pop podcast. So, um, I wanted to give a little context to this conversation beforehand. I am interviewing one of my oldest friends. I've been friends with he and his wife and his family for over 20 years at this point. And um, I am, this was a fun one. I, I, some of these convers- some of these things I knew about, some of the things I didn't know about. But Warren is a great storyteller. He tells stories and details like I just like I like them. And so I'm, I'm super excited to share this with you guys. It was funny because it was a little bit of a challenge for me to interview Warren because I, I'm like it was hard for me to not talk. We're in the conversation. We're like, yeah, it's a... You know, like, as if we're talking on the phone. It's like, ma'am, so you're going to let him do the story? You're going to do the story. I just get so excited. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this. I kind of told him about what the show was about, but um, it's about before you were really, really popping. So I just wanted to talk to you about... I mean, clearly, I know some of the journey, but I don't know all of the journey. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to... Um, just kind of ask you some questions, because I think there's a thing, especially with social media, um, everything seems instant. Everybody seems like they're winning except for you, and I Uh always say you really don't know what the story is behind their success, and you really don't know how long it's taken them. Usually, an overnight success is a a 10-year <laughs> a ten year type thing i'm you know even from my story that's that's the case so so I know that you are a producer
1: yes I'm a oh well, you know I always answer that question I just say I'm a musician okay this is um, true a musician you know I, you can classify it in a producer songwriter you know mm-hmm. but I'm a musician at the end of the day right um that's what I do but um i'm also uh, a label owner. I own my, my, my uh label my block ink. Yep. And uh yeah, and I'm also a pastor of a church. A dope church too. California Worship Center.
0: California Worship Center. Let me tell you what's dope about your church since we you know, let me just say this. It's a good mixture of the old and the new. You know yeah. you go to churches where you be like, ooh, they stuck somewhere. or oh. like real far, far, far back. And then you have someone who's like, okay, this too. Like, There's too, much, too yeah. much going on. It's <laughs> like a good middle ground. I love coming to your church. Love, no, love, love it. I love
1: it. Yes. Oh, well, you can you can come back. No, okay, you I will, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I will. Okay, so let me ask you this. Give me your top five most cherished accomplishments in music. Not like wife, kids, that, mm-hmm. you know, that goes without saying. Like in music, what are your top five? Music, things you're most proud of
1: um it's funny that that stuff doesn't necessarily it's not as apparent while you're doing it you know what i'm saying so Ooh, yeah uh later on i look back and go like oh man i'm proud of that that i did 10 years ago or 20 yep. years ago so i my beginning i started at death row
0: okay
1: and I look at the history, history we made doing that. You know, especially with that, that first Tupac album, All Eyes on Me.
0: Ooh.
1: I'm very proud to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me a clip, two clips, one of me uh, playing with Pac on Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday,
0: Live. I remember that, like, yes, uh-huh. and, uh huh.
1: And another one with me in the studio with Pac. Really. He's like talking. I'm just standing there behind the keyboard, just like you know. Okay. It's weird, and just that's... when I saw that, it made me proud.
0: You, because you go, I was there. You in the moment, you were just living it, and then yeah. you're like, dang, that's I, that was my life at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm proud to be a part of that and that history. When you watch the NWA movie, and all of, I'm like, man, I was there. I was, oh my god, I was that there. Right, yeah, all those uh-huh. things, you know. So I, I am proud of that. Um, I'm also proud to this one song. And the reason why I'm proud of it, because, I mean, I've done a lot of songs, but this one is special because it marked a moment in my career for me when I was just really, really popping, you know what I mean? Okay. But I was so arrogant.
0: <laughs> I was
1: like, <laughs> low-key, you know, like... we would be like,
0: hey, relax. I've okay. never
1: been like an arrogant person, but like on the inside, okay. I always knew like some stuff, I'm just, I'm too much, I ain't doing that. <laughs> right. So... This particular, this, 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 it humbled me, and it was still, and it was a hit. So okay. it was a hit record, but the process humbled me. Okay. That was Luther Vandross' Take You Out Tonight. Oh, so, yeah.
0: I forgot about that. I forgot you did that. Okay,
1: yeah. okay. uh huh. So I'm playing records for Clive Davis, uh-huh. a bunch of songs. Me and, and my partner at the time, uh, Harold Lilly, wrote these records. And so he's like, oh, this one right here, this is perfect for Luther. Oh, Luther, this will be great for Luther. Okay. You know what I said? What?
0: Who, who's Luther? <laughs> Wait <laughs> one
1: God's a minute. What? Like, who's Luther? Now, mind you, I'm about <laughs> 22, 23. Right. And I didn't grow up liking R&B, male, male R&B singers. Right. I didn't like them at all. right, right. We're right, right, th- right. Uh, you know, I, when they I was a kid, like, they were like they can't sing like the whiners. Right, right, we right, right. Or Fred Ham in the Commission. Right. I right. just was like, I didn't care about none of that. So right. I didn't like, know. I didn't who? know the music. Okay. But right. I loved N.W.A. Like anything, hip hop. N.W.A. Right. Run D.M.C. Redhead Kingpin. All of, like you right. know, I was right. all right. about that. But okay. like R.N.B. and like it. so, right. I didn't really know no Luther Vandross. So I didn't. I didn't Ooh. know he was still here. Or I said, he's still around. Like, he was like, he said, "Yeah, we're doing, we're doing the album." I was like, "Man, that's crazy, really." He said, "Listen, we're doing it. If you want to be, get in, come on. Like, this is about to be crazy." Right. I was like, "Oh, I'm all right." So, but I <laughs> treated the whole process like it was just like I was doing, like I was doing him a favor. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: like I throw him a couple tracks left. Huh,
1: okay. I mean, I gave him the song. Right, and, right, right, right. Uh, and so they said, um, they called him, and, and me and Harold were at the bowling alley, and. The, the record label called and said, uh, Mr. Vandross wants to talk to you. I was like, oh, okay. And everything he did was just a bar. Like, it was like on some other <laughs> level. It kept, it was just everything he did just let further let me know like, oh, this is, this a is legend the legend. This is like, I had no clue. Like, from, <gasps> I knew his name. I, right. I, I didn't know. So, right. Right. Uh, he gets on the phone. He He's telling me the changes he once made. And then he puts me on hold. He's obviously at home. He puts me on hold, and his own music comes on. He said, hold on one second. Click. Here and now. <laughs> Wait a
0: minute. I mean, I guess, I guess who else music, but that's hilarious. First of all, you got whole music at your house. You got whole music. <laughs> that's first, right.
1: That was a bar. <laughs> then he comes back. So, yeah, I want the first um, line changed, the part about that part, of this part, and that part. I said, oh, you want the whole verse front changed. He's like, right. <laughs> Hold on one second. Don't you
0: remember your time. <laughs> I would have been like, what in the world? This is a Twilight Zone. Like, yeah, we-
1: it was crazy. And so they said, okay, now we, we we made the changes. He's ready to record it. Uh-huh. We need you to come to New York. Uh-huh. And we're going to record it at his house. You know, he wants you to just stay at his house. Uh-huh. I said, look here, bro." I'm not staying at no man, I, no I don't even know that dude. I ain't, I'm right. not staying at his house. Right. And if I go to New York and go to the session at his house, I don't want to offend him by and saying leave. I'm not yeah. Right. He would be like, "Why well, you?" Uh, <clears throat> right, right, right. He invited right. me to his home. Right. To and that's stay. A, right, right. I didn't, that's like yeah. So I, I, I didn't go to the session. Okay. He did that session. He did all those vocals by himself. Which I'm like, he's Luther Vandross. He don't need me. Right. So sent the song back. He finished it. It was cool. I was like, Oh, it's pretty good. I like it. It's pretty it's pretty dope. Right. I mixed it. I was like, man. the more I listened to it while I mixed it, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Right. And right after that I go to he invites me to a concert he mm-hmm. was doing at the forum. Okay. I'm like, it's just who's headlining? <laughs> like me, me. I'm headlining. He's so, like, oh, who
0: eat like Who's right. this little idiot? And you were so, yo <laughs> Wait, probably how we feel about look like I know I've never heard of him like <laughs> yeah. Huh? Like, right.
1: And the thing is, I had heard of him. I just hadn't. He wasn't, wasn't like, really
0: relevant to you in yeah. your mind because of how you grew up.
1: Or. It was stuff like that I heard when I was little. Like, my right. auntie might have played. But I wasn't, you know.
0: Right, paying attention. If yeah. it wasn't the
1: whining, I it wouldn't, wasn't winning. So, I'll get to the forum. It's packed. It's, I mean, like, everybody in the whole city of L.A. is there. The forum. And then he comes on stage and starts singing. And I was like, <gasps> This dude is amazing. Oh, I can't believe it. I should have went to his house. I should have. I don't know. Like that. that was my first time meeting him face to face. Okay. I took my mom with me. She okay. met him, you know, and she was like, "Oh my God, Luther!" And I saw the impact he had on people. I was completely humbled by that, and I felt like such a just a <laughs> just a complete jerk, you know, for treating it that way. And so now, when I deal with older artists, and because I did the same thing with Michael Jackson, I got they invited me to. Work with him, but they wanted me to book 30 days, probably about 30 days to work on this one song. It's like you were like, what? 30 days, one song, you know, how much money I can make in 30 days. Oh, I was, I was on that, you know, right? So right, I never did, right. Not knowing him and Luther would be gone, right? And I could have totally had this. I'm glad I got a chance to speak with Luther, spend some time with them, and you right. know, but I never got to you know, might right. do that with Mike. One, but that's one moment that was a very long moment. I know it took, like oh, no, hours. no, no,
0: it's good. No, we want to the details.
1: So, the third moment. Uh, Is a full circle moment for me. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Commission before. Fred Hammond and, and the Gospel Group Commission were like my... They were my training ground. Okay. Their first three albums... the first album was called I'm Going On. I'm a multi-instrumentalist, so I, I would listen to that album. I was nine years old when it came out in 85. Mm-hmm. And I played drums, bass, and keys. So I practiced to that album. I practiced right. my bass, drums and my keyboard stuff to that album constantly, over and over, every song, right? And then the second album, I started noticing sound, how it was mixed, and I was like, the production, I was like, oh my God. Right. It just sounded amazing, the mixes and everything. Right. So it started, it it, it just started, you know, doing something for my ear Mm -hmm. that no other music had done, Mm -hmm. and that album was called, uh, uh, I forgot, what's the name of that album? The album with Victory on it, and, Oh, I don't, uh, you know, I don't be. You don't know the, the I dude. mean,
0: I'm sure, I don't know the, see,
1: that's your, now
0: they asked me the name of it, Donny
1: Hathaway, <laughs> i <laughs> like, oh, and then Johnny will be able to tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, man, and the, well, the third album was, the album is called Go Tell Somebody. Okay. That's, that's what it was. Okay. So Go Tell Somebody album was, you know, the vocals were mixed high, the bass had a reverb on it. Mm-hmm. Like you, know, we, mm-hmm. you, you don't hear bass with reverb on it. Oh, the kicks had reverb on it. Boom, right, right. Out, on it. It right. Was, poof, she was just big sound. Right, right, right. It was dope though, and so I, that perked my ears up to under to, to you know to really uh, listen to mixes. Mm-hmm. And then the third album was called On the Winning Side, which was like a culmination of the two albums, which just it was all masterfully done. Those three albums informed me on what I did. So me and my boys were commission heads. Like we're all producers and. Some of us pastors now and done a lot of great records. But when we were kids, uh-huh. if the commission was anywhere in the vicinity of LA, within a like a two hour radius, we we were we were there. Oh, that's so fun. We and were so, there. Really? So the first one went to Palm Springs. Okay. Begged my auntie and my mom to drive me down there, go to Palm Springs, and we could only afford it. It was all of us, me, my sister, my cousin, my auntie, my mama, uh, two of my other cousins, all in one room, because it was like that's all we can afford. It was at a convention. <laughs> wow. I thought let's take this boy, this boy wants uh-huh. to see commission. So right, we get right. down there and it was amazing, man. It was amazing. And they killed it that night and I went back, got backstage some kind of way. And I asked Fred for his Fred Hammond for his autograph. Wow. So man, you know my he, he man shook my hand, you shake my hand, and he gave me his his cord to his base and I handed it to him. He said, like, Man, hold this for me. And he you know, that was that and then that night I heard somebody singing. I got to my room. Somebody was singing next door. They were staying in the room next to us, but they You'll were lie. they were leaving out that night, and so they were walking out. <coughs> and I was like, "Man, I love the concert tonight, Hey, fellas." It was like, and so my my auntie goes, "You guys are leaving?" They was like, "Yeah." Well, listen, we all in this room. Can we have a key? They gave wait, us the key to their room. Wait a minute. Are you serious? And I was like in total fan mode because they had shaved and cut their hair. So, Commission's hair was all over the place.
0: <laughs> Used to, oh, yeah. They yeah. had left
1: pizza. We was eating the pizza. Shut up. All they st- I was like, we're eating Commission's pizza. So, full circle. Like I would have been with Whitney. Right. For sure. Exactly. For sure. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> full circle, I ended up meeting all these guys later. And, and 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 me and Fred are, are good friends now. You know what I'm saying? I've worked with him. He's, uh-huh. you know, he's he's my boy. Right. I call him F dot. He called me <laughs> carry these notes. <laughs> carry these <laughs> notes. Carry these notes. I don't know why he calls me. That. Right, right, right. That's but, dope. But it's that that full th- that those moments, just, you know, that is huge to me. Right. Like to get to meet somebody you idolize in that way, but then also. To become friends with them, then work with them. There's That's a like full some... full
0: circle, and yeah. you never see it coming. You just, like, what
1: is it? Next thing you know, you're just in a relationship <laughs> right. with that person. Number four is the same type of full circle moment. It was with Marvin Winans. Okay. Who I affectionately call Uncle Peanut. Okay. He calls me nephew. Right, I mean, okay. Same type of situation. I went to all the concerts as a kid, you know, and then we ended up working together. I, out of all of the Winans family, I met B.B. first. Okay. And B.B., and this is and this this is gonna lead into the last moment okay BB he um, met me through our publisher Yeah, mm-hmm. we had the same publisher mm-hmm. and my publisher sent him some tracks okay so he got in contact with me and we started working at the time I'm 23 years old and 22 years old and um, we meet and we decide we're gonna work he said I got this song that I'm gonna do. And I was excited about meeting B.B., but you know mm-hmm. I was right, right, Marvin Wines' right, fan. Right, right, you know. right, right, right. So I'ma do. Um, <laughs> I need you to record my. It's gonna be me. Uh, I'm gonna put a uh, uh, Jesus Children, mm-hmm. uh, Stevie Wonder song. I need you to remake the track for me. So I did it. Um, it's gonna be me. My brother Marvin's gonna sing it with me. And said, I think I'm gonna get Stevie Wonder on it. I was like, You gonna <laughs> Look, get who? You
0: weren't saying, who's Luther? And I, did, <laughs> I definitely wasn't. You knew exactly who that
1: was, right. So we did, I did the track, and I ended up having to go to New York uh-huh. for something. And Pastor Marvin Wines was on his way to Israel, but he stopped in New York on the way to Israel to meet me at the studio to sing his part. Right? So I walk in the studio, and I'm like... Pastor Wyndis, he was like, "Are you Warren?" I said, "Yes, sir, I, I am." He said, you sure you' old enough to be producing?" <laughs> right. I said, oh, "Well, yeah. I'm the one they hired.
0: Okay. <laughs> when I am or not, I'm the one they. I and we it. we
1: both laughed, you know. Uh-huh. And I just got to know him. We, we 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 just hit it off. Right. And you know, and we just formed a relationship. And you know, I, and to this day. Uh, you know, we were very close. And so I worked with Stevie for the first time doing that. Okay. And it was a disaster because <laughs> Stevie wasn't actually in the room. Stevie was in New York, and me and Bebe were in L.A. Oh, so and,
0: yeah, did it kind
1: of? Well, we did a thing called EdNet. It was like the first. So they built this, this system called EdNet uh-huh. for Frank Sinatra in the Capitol building when oh. he was doing his duets album because he had all these duets and people couldn't fly in, so they made it so he can sing along with people. And so, it was like a little three-second delay, and so they, they fixed that, and then you can hear the person. Oh, yeah. And so, we were using Frank Sinatra's technology to make this happen for Stevie Wonder. So,
0: when you're in the moment, you're like, yeah, so, you know, this this Frank Sinatra's technology, not really giving it any full thought, then you get past you be like, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> stick a pin into that. You're using Frank Sinatra's technology, that is insane. Yeah,
1: in the Capitol building <clears throat> where he... Where he did his records and that King Cole did his records, like yeah, it was. Just, but like any time I wanted to give Stevie direction, he didn't take my direction. <laughs> so he'd be like, Bibi, go, hey Stevie, can you sing that again? He'd be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And uh, and then I said, let me tell him. I need to tell him. He needs to do. It. Hey Steve, can you do that part one time? No, no, no. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, okay, so I guess uh, we. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious.
1: So, so fast forward to now, my sister Tina, uh-huh. she does a solo album. And and she does do it with with Stevie. Me and her Uh wrote together. Uh He comes in and I produce his vocal. He loves what how it came out. He hires me to produce his album. upcoming album we're working on now, and he's like, you know, taking all my vocal direction. That's
0: so (laughs) So, crazy. It's like
1: so yeah. That's all my moments. That's that's, there's a bunch of them, but you said five. Yeah, but
0: no, those are like huge, and all of them are like, and really, it kind of. They all feel like full circle yeah. moments where it's like, golly, I was here, and then you meet back up with the person that you idolized later on. Yeah, to man. where, and they're looking at you like, man, this the dude. Like this, who we need. We're That's just, crazy,
1: nuts to me. That
0: is crazy. It
1: is. It really is. Like I'm only here because I learned from you, <clears throat> right? <laughs> right. I I've studied you. You know, I studied you crazy. and I idolized you, and I tried to do every. I tried to imitate you. Tried to mimic you. You Which know.
0: is like so you had the new juice on it, but I'm sure that from that what you you idolizing them made gave you your thing or whatever. they mm-hmm. like that's the new version of what well, I'm looking. Yeah. yeah, like that's yeah. that's really really dope. Okay, so let me ask you this: Where you are now? Did you anticipate it? Was this like when you were little and you're like, oh, I idolize them? Did you foresee being a huge producer, producing maybe not Stevie Wonder, but or were you just like? You know I'm gonna do church musician and that kind of thing. Was that like, hmm. or what? You know what I'm saying? Like, was that like your thing? Like, man, I'm be killing on that organ every, so, you know? Or was no. it?
1: Actually, my father, who was my pastor, but also my dad, but also he was a bass player. Okay. He was very stern about not becoming what he called a dime a dozen. Church musician, okay. He said church musicians come a dime a dozen. He says you don't want to be that guy playing for a church, and <clears throat> you know back then, mm-hmm. you know church musicians was getting like you know fifty dollars or twenty five dollars to come play. Right. So he was like, that's not a living. Right. He said um, you don't want to be that. You want to really learn and don't just be regular. Learn how to read. Learn how to you know mm-hmm. and and learn your craft well. So right. um, so it wasn't about that. And where I saw myself then, I'm not even there yet because oh my right. barometer, and the benchmark for me, <clears throat> will always be Quincy Jones.
0: <laughs> that dude, I and watched so, Q, and I was just like, exactly. Q. I mean, you know he don't, you know he who he is before you watch it, but then you just have another level of respect.
1: Yeah, and I think like, if you're gonna be, if you're going to go after that type of legacy. At some point, you have to at least try to do what they did. So for me, little things like you know, I saw that he went and worked in A and R. Yeah. So I said, I want to do that. Yeah. And I realized he didn't take a black title, like the head of black music. Right. So I did the same thing. So yeah. I went and worked. For, I did a VP of A and R of Electra, but I was able to be a part of everything. And while right. I was there, we did stain Metallica, right? Signed Jason Mraz, Jet, you know. As as well as we did, um, Busta Rhymes and Missy Elliott and a bunch of you know, and then they let me do executive producer <clears throat> Karen Clark's albums, and right? And Yolanda Adams and you know all this, right. the Honey soundtrack, right? You know, all these right, right, things right, right, we did, right. uh, which was really cool, you know. But I I I did it because I saw Quincy do it. I
0: just heard somebody saying the other
1: day that success leaves clues. Yep. And it's like. Yep.
0: Even if you don't do it exactly the way he, you know, like the people that we admire that have done it on the biggest levels Mm -hmm. leave a clue like, okay, so maybe I should do that. Maybe I should explore that idea. Maybe I should,
1: you know what I mean? Like, and
0: that's that, that, I mean, because even I've had the privilege of seeing, you know, not all of your journey, but,
1: you know. Most of it. (laughs) You might have been the first person I (laughs)
0: We're right, Work like with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, to, just to see the, it's like, geez, like, to go from one thing to this thing. And then, you know, it's relevant to before the pop. Because sometimes when you're doing stuff, you're just kind of doing it. Because that's mm-hmm. the next job there. It's like, okay, now I'm doing this person. Now I'm doing that. You know, and some of it will have a map. Like, you know what I mean? You looked at Quincy Jones and came up with, okay, maybe I should get a you know get a job at a label yeah but what's crazy to me is when you get the further and further you go into the journey you go all the pieces make sense like i wouldn't be here if i missed this this and that and it's just it's just crazy to me like it's just insane that it works that way what is the hardest wall the hardest wall like the, the the biggest hurdle did you, hit, oh. you know, where you'd be like, oh, my God, like, you know, especially, you know, maybe even before
1: hmm.
0: you got to where you were going. Yeah. Before you, yeah, was there something, you know, like, give me one that happened before that you felt like may threaten the ability to go. So I was listening to K Michelle, right? Uh-huh. And she was saying that she was dating somebody and they were going through some stuff. And she said, one of the things that kept her in the situation is because he was like, You'll never sing. If you leave me, it ain't gonna happen. And she oh. was just like, Oh, and so it kind of, she was hostage to it. Now, clearly, that wouldn't be your story, but was there something, you know, before you got to the yeah. death row, before where you was like, Dang, this,
1: I mean, this might be my only end or. Well, <coughs> I, it happened while I was at death row. Okay not it was during that that era i was hired to be a programmer okay for richard perry richard perry is probably one of the one of the biggest producers you know in in the 20th century um and some of the even still in his like 70s he did some really huge stuff in the 21st century um he did Carly Simon's "You're So Vain," and oh, okay. he owned he owned Planet Records, which he signed the, Pl- the Pointer Sisters, and that was oh Lord, like some huge stuff. Yeah, right. uh-huh. Barbara Streisand, Rolling oh, Stone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked with the Beatles. He worked okay. with all kind of you right. Know, the the ones the Richard right. Perry was the man. Right. So he got hired to produce Tom Jones. Okay. Uh huh. Right? Uh huh. Tom was working on an album called "The Lead" and "How to Swing It," for okay. In- for Interscope Records. Okay. So they hired me to pr- to program. Uh-huh. So I would sit with him every day and literally, and this is with him, is I learned attention to, to detail. Okay. We sat and we would go through like a thousand kick drum sounds for like the whole day. That's all we did.
0: Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. And at
1: 7 o'clock, I'd be at his house and just at 7 o'clock, he would take a break and go swim for okay. like 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Come back and he would have... He would by 8.30 and I'm this is me, I'm sitting there waiting by 8.30 he had a cocktail party every night people would come over and these people serve drinks and they'd just be talking and he's mingling, and, mingling. <laughs> right. and I'd wait there for a while about 9.30, 10 he'd come back in alright let me hear what you got and I'd have to you know go through all these drums right. and kick sounds the next day would be like hi-hats the next day would be cymbal sounds the next day would wow. be the, the snare sounds the, right. but every day he would take it a swim, and people go over drink. Do, you know, it was like... <laughs> right, it was... Right. It was crazy. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, now during this time, the, the the piece of equipment that I was working on, it was called a Roland W-30 mm-hmm. workstation, which, you know, I programmed on all the time. We did all this work for two weeks, and he says, okay, now I need you to go down to the studio. I have musicians waiting down there. I have Greg Phelan Gaines, uh- Omar Hakeem. Lee written Oh lord. And somebody else. It might have been just those three actually.
0: Cuz so they're going to musicians at- again. <laughs> right. They're going to
1: play on top of this stuff. So I need you to, you know, right. run that whole session. I'm like, "Okay." Right. Cool. right, right. I go down to the studio and I'm gonna talk technical talk for a minute so. Okay. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: So I get down there and the engineer goes, "Okay, let's let me see what let me hear what you got." And I press play. Boom. There's here you go. Boom. There you go. He says, all right, cool, cool. Now, so like, what are we gonna do? How do you wanna separate this stuff? I said, huh? <laughs> I mean, he was like separated, like the kick and the snare, the hi-hat, the keyboard sound, the the, the, the strings, the bass, the these other little sounds, I need to separate them. Like, and how, how do you wanna do it?
0: And you did it all on one track?
1: No, I didn't know, I had never done that part before. Okay. I had only worked in the box making beats, I had never been to a studio to track. The
0: right. Skull. Okay. Okay.
1: And meanwhile, it should have been like a thirty-minute process. <sighs> <attributed> Richard Perry is calling from his house to the studio every fifteen minutes, cursing me out. No <laughs> way. A little black, this little. Shut this, up. Oh, incompetent. Oh. This going ham on me. To one point. I was so, my nerves are so high. I went outside and I and and uh, Greg Family Games was standing there outside playing, shooting basketball, and little he was uh-huh. I looked at Greg and uh, I just threw up. <gasps> what? At this point, I'm 19 at this point. Oh I man. threw up oh. I said, like, you all right? And I called my mom, I'm crying, like mom. Like I'm messing up, right? Like I'm. This is my chance. This is my one chance. My mentor. His name was DJ Quick. <laughs> and at that point, I had to talked to Quick for about a month. So, and that's before we all had cell phones and stuff right, like that. You right, right, right. And I didn't know. I don't could remember his cell phone number or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know? So I called the studio where I thought he might be. Okay. He happened to be there. It was funny though, cause he can hear it in my voice. I was like. I said, man, I'm in trouble, man. man. I need your help. Where you at? Where you at? we coming right, 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 right. He's ready to You're run. Ready to get the party popped. Right, right, right. I said, no, 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 no. It ain't that. Man, I got the stuff and I can't track it. I can't do it. He's like, oh, get some paper. I'm going to tell you what to do. Just write this down. Have them rent for you an SP, a uh, Roland SPX90. It's a MIDI timepiece, and it'll generate time code and it'll talk to your machine, and, and you just press play and just give them one sound at a time. And every time you do it, it'll, you know, or you do have, you, have, you have separate outputs? I said, yeah, I got eight. Assign the outputs to different sounds, and he he walked me through it. Oh, my God. And it took like an hour, and I got it done.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So then Richard Perry called back again. Now, the reason I got on this gig was because uh, one of my friends growing up, his name was DJ Rogers. We grew up together. hmm his father, mm-hmm. DJ Roger Singer, a big soul singer in the '70s. Mm-hmm. He wrote the song. Okay. So he called. So he was at the session, just frustrated with me too. But he was being cool. So Richard called. Richard Perry called, another time, and DJ Uncle DJ said, "Give me the phone." And he starts going off on him. He said, "Well, fire me then." But you're not gonna talk to him like this. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. You're not gonna talk to him like that.
0: Oh, see. And the
1: guy. Calm down, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so, I'm so sorry. And
0: you'd be like, but when I wasn't saying nothing, just feeling you, just going you just But I was leaning. 19. I know you'd be like, what am I? I, didn't I mean, know like, you. yeah, you'd
1: be like, oh god, I can't. And Uncle DJ said after he says, listen, <clears throat> I could tell he he wanted to he wanted to kill me. I know he did. Right. But he says, listen, I want you to go home and learn everything there is to know about this keyboard, because you can't never be in this situation again. I thought my career. I thought it was over. Oh my gosh. Funny thing is, we finished it. Everybody did their thing on it. The record label didn't like it. <laughs> they then, like, at the time, I was signed to a production company called Lifestyle, which is ran and owned by Michael Harris, Harry O, who gave Suge the startup money to start Death Row. The guy, he was in prison and he started it, but I was signed to them. Okay. And Battlecat. The producer okay. was signed to them as well. Okay. Battlecat lived up the street from me. Okay. And he knew that I was doing the Tom Jones record. Right. Because I, I told him about it, I was all hyped about right. it. On the right. Side. They didn't like what Richard Perry did and all the stuff. You know, like what he says, uh, that they don't like it, so I don't know what we're going to do. Nobody's going to get paid. I was like, oh my God. Because the thing is, I have bought a car. You be like, no. I bought this car, and I borrowed this money to buy this car. From a, from a deacon from my church, based on I was looking at this money, <laughs> and now they tell us what they gonna pay us. That right? musician life, like, like huh. the musician life. Right, right. so, they call Battlecat to come in. Battlecat of all people, they let him hear the song. He knew I was working on it. He calls me, he says, "Man, they called me about that Tom Jones thing you did." So I heard he said, Man, "I don't sound like nothing you ever did." Right. I was like, "I was just doing everything he told me to do. <laughs> it wasn't right, me. It was just right, I was just right, programming." Right. He was like, "Tell you what." You don't work on it with me. So he said, I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna do a little drum beat to it. He said, Cause you know, you know all the song. you know the song and right, right. so when John McClain leaves, I'ma call you, you just come over here and you just finish the rest.
0: Full circle.
1: So I full circle, I go do it. And now I'm not on there as a programmer, I'm on there, I'm on the song as a co producer. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! I never knew that story. Oh my God, that's crazy. I know my stories is mad long. No, me. but they. No, I,
0: I. mean, like that is like that's insane. Because yeah. you know what, honestly, like this. So the situation you went through the first, where he was like flipping out on you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is those types of situations that, like that. I mean, I've I've learned. You know, at this point, like you gotta have some type of bounce back. Because something like that would have me like, ooh, I would be so nervous to touch anything else where it's like, nah, uh, 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 uh. And, and, and you, you start and you turning on stuff,
1: yeah, you know me, I ain't, I ain't a nervous dude no, at all. was gonna throw up, like, oh, like, oh, it had to be. It was that bad. bad. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> it had to be bad, <laughs> like
0: real bad. That's just like, oh my god, like, yeah. how do you? So okay, so once you got into it, uh-huh. now you in it, and you like. Warm, have yeah. you? Did you have any situations then that were like, you know what, dude, I'm out the game. Like I, you know, or were you just kind of pretty much solid at that point? Because I, you know, I just want people to understand that because if I'm honest, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff mm. in the music business, but even I sometimes. Like I know the truth. And so even I sometimes make this fantasy idea of what a person's journey is. Oh yeah. And I go, No, nah, I think that you was standing there what happened. But you still <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, I still think
1: You sensationalize it.
0: Yeah, I sensationalize yeah. it and then, you know, I kinda think you know, because I feel like for the most part, my 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 journey in the music business was fairly smooth. Now, you know, I had a few A and R people that was another <laughs> right. story
1: for a different they'll, day. But they'll remain nameless. <laughs> yes, they'll remain for nameless. For
0: now. For now. Right. <laughs> but you know, I had some hiccups, but um I just it was fairly smooth. So I found myself if I hit a hiccup. It's like, well, maybe maybe I shouldn't be... Okay, maybe that's a sign. Maybe I should... You know, just second-guess myself. Okay, yeah. maybe I need to stop. But what I'm learning is, is like, Joker, most people... Like, even, you know, Johnny's Journey, which is my husband. We, he's on episode two. But I'm looking at... Because his business now, people would be able to say... You know, some people yeah. say, like, oh, man, he just had a smooth process. Yeah. I'm the wife looking at it like, Joker. Like, we oh, didn't hit yeah. so many dips and craziness where you just have to fight your way through and not you know what I'm saying bad like that there's a
1: bunch of things that'll make you want to quit so I'll give you one this is a good one Okay. working on an album well let's back up I started a label I had a production company and I flipped the name it was called Uh Naira entertainment you know and I flipped the name to my block Okay. Inc of my block records, my block inc. Uh-huh. And it was just a production company. So you would see the logo and stuff like that. But then in two thousand and uh eleven okay. we decided to become an actual label. Okay. Right, 11, 2012. okay. 11 eleven two thousand and twelve. Okay. 11, 12, something like that. And so um the first thing we did on the label as independently, it was independent. Okay. We did uh, my band The Soul Seekers. Okay our second album, first album we did was, you know, production, still a production coming thing, through um, Gospel Centric, which okay. was Kirk Franklin's okay. label at the right. time, okay. so, which was great, it was a great experience, and then we decided to do our own, okay. you know, indie, right. and it it was great, you know, we had a great success with that, and then, so, at the time, um, maybe a few years before that, I had worked with Kelly Price, did like, two albums with Kelly when she was at Dev Jam. uh uh-huh had great success with Kelly. Kelly hadn't worked on, on any projects or done any albums, not R&B albums, at that point in like eight years. Okay. And so she was like, yeah, I want to work, let's, let's work on some music. And uh-huh. so we started to work and write, and I asked Kelly, I said, listen, I'm just starting this little label, man. I said, if you don't have a label yet, why, why don't you, if you don't mind, like try try my label. Right, right. I mean, it was a small label. It's just me and yes, two other people. We right. just, I'm just trying to figure it out. Right. She was like, "Okay, let's do right. it," and it was dope. But I mean, you know, we 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 did a bunch of records. We did eighty something records. Uh-huh. Wow. And she did a deal with me, um, and, and became a partner in in our deal. She didn't she didn't even make me pay her any upfront money. She's just yeah. you know treating me like you know. Uh, on the music side, it was smooth. Like, you right. know, like, like she always treated me like a little brother. Right from the very beginning. Right. Like even when she was signed to Def Jam, I was getting paid a certain rate. Uh-huh. When she went into the label on my behalf and made them pay me double. Wow. Okay. Like, you gonna pay him double? Right right, right. right. She right. fought for me in that way. Right. Which I'll never, you know, forget. You know, I right. always give her props for that. Right. And respect. Uh. But what I didn't know, I remember one time while she was at Def Jam, I sat there and there was a hiccup in scheduling and some other stuff that had nothing to do with music. And I sat there and watched her go ham on Kevin Lyles for like thirty minutes. Ooh. And he not say a word. Okay. He said, she was telling him, you know, rightly so, she was mad about something they did. They they weren't it was, you know, she right.
0: was right. Was, right. She right. She was going at him and I was like, Wow
1: man. She left out the room. and Said, Cat, why you you didn't say nothing?" He said, "For what?" And she just sold two million records with us. She 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 said, "I don't care." He said, "She sold two million. See, Seeing you'd be like, "Well, I guess." And I'm not, that's the I don't wisdom. care what she said.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: I said, "Oh wow!" So we enter into this in, uh, this this new thing we're doing now. on yeah. the label, right? right I'm not right. just a producer. And I'm thinking, certainly she'd never do that to me, which she never did that. that, that. Right, right. But like, it was. The music part was easy. Right. But then when I bring in the, I had to hire PR people. Um, I had to hire a marketing person, oh. a firm, a marketing firm, a radio firm to do radio. And I started paying money every month to these people. Right. Tons and tons of Right, right, right. And you have an eight-month lead time. You know, you got to put a single out, and you're working that process right. for about eight months. Right. And then you're going to drop an album. Right, right. We had to push that process back like twice.
0: Oof! Keep, because there's no such thing as I mean I don't care what you're putting out. You're gonna be putting out butter. You're not gonna start promoting it the day it come out. Exactly. That's just
1: not how it works. Like and it's and that's oof. And it costs oof. more every time. And I ran out of money. We had oh, yeah. I just ran out of money. Uh, I had money to, to do the project, and it ran out the, the first time. Then the second two times I had to go into my own personal money, pull that out. The last time. I had to go into my tax account. To pull out. And pull out money. Right. So I couldn't even pay my tax. So I was like, because I couldn't afford to not do it. Right. So it was like, you know. And then once was you do, the, the
0: tricky part about that is once you get out so far, it's like, we can't quit now. I We're in the middle quit. of the ocean. Like, I we got to keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's crazy. And
1: so <clears> the the upside of it is, I guess I'm, I'm so in love with music. Mm-hmm. The silver lining for me in that is, As an indie label, we had a top five record. Okay.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Four Grammy nominations on that album.
0: That's crazy.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not not the nominations at the pre-show. I'm talking about... The main show, right? The main show. She's nominated with Chris Chris Brown, Mary J, and all these other people who are all on major labels, and we're the only indie up there nominated. That's... That was huge. was huge. We right. had a video directed. Uh, I paid for this video to be directed by Regina King.
0: <laughs> Insane. Who is now like exactly killing the game. She's been killing the game, but she really like on something else now.
1: And and project wise, Kelly will tell you this is the best project I ever did. She never looked at a great. As good as she looked, sounded as great. The music was great. There's live orchestras on all the songs. It was just a beautiful project. Right. Uh, you know, it just didn't go business wise. How and it was my first time, so we I almost shut it down. Said you know I I don't want to. This is crazy. Even my people that worked that worked on my side, uh, I had a GM and she was this was this was her first time doing this. Right. And she would call me crying every other day. Like I can't believe. Why? Why isn't this working? We should be right. She, she was. Everybody's right. so frustrated, right? You know, and
0: stressed. Oh, it like. was
1: stress. Money ain't. I mean, the album looked like it's doing well. But we done spend so much money. And you'd be like, well, look, we're going to put you on the
0: chilling. I mean, it's, yeah. it is. It's it's um.
1: It's hard to recover from.
0: It is super hard. I mean, and I think it's harder
1: to. <laughs> I'm, telling I'm, I'm tripping now. I just thought about telling a story. Like, you don't know the story.
0: <laughs> well, I do. I'm, but you know, you like mean, You is, know, but you like. But I, it is, I, I, but I ain't even <laughs> thinking about that part. But it is. But it is. It's something. You know, because I didn't know the story like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, parts, yeah. but just the surface part. And it's like. There is, just even with how I'm doing my project, you just realize that it's so much. You know, it's people throw the word independent project around. So, you know, we independent. You know, it's indie. You They throw it mm. around so easy, like...
1: We independent. We independent. Ain't nobody helping you do Ain't nothing. Ain't
0: nobody helping me do nothing. Like, you know what I mean? And In a certain point, you do have to spend money. There's a guy that I listen to... Um, I cannot think of that guy's name, but he put some stuff in perspective for me. He's like a a big real estate guy, um, kind of motivational guy. And he was saying how when he did his first deal years ago, was getting ready to close his first deal, the house was $80,000. He was like, I can't explain to you the amount of stress that I had. Like, oh God, what if the buyers don't show up? He was like, I thought I was going to die behind this $80,000 house. He was like, fast forward to now. He said, I just closed my first, just purchased my first like sixteen million dollar building. So I went to closing. He said, and what I learned is, the stress at eighty thousand dollars felt the same as it does with sixteen million dollars. He was like, so if you gonna stress, you might as well take the for real leap and do it on the high because it's It's the the same. same It's the same stress. And so yeah. I'm just having to Yeah. <laughs> push up is a push up. a push up is a push up, whether you do it in the morning or at night, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, you know, my goal with Before the Pop is for people to understand that. Because when you when you listen to podcasts or interviews with celebrities or people that are doing well, um, not just in music and you know, just but just in general, mm-hmm. um, people talk about where they started and they talk about how popping they are now! They rarely talk about the murky part in oh, the, 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 the middle. The crust—it's so much. Give me that crust. Give me the crust because you're eating the pie. I want the crust. I want the crust. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so, I, and, and this may sound weird, but I am more inspired by the crust. Yeah. As a listener, because me too. Be, yeah, me because too. I can then I can say, okay, so. They went through this. They didn't die. They alive to talk about yeah. it. So maybe I can push forward.
1: and. Because you're, keep... you're a music lover mm-hmm. and enthusiast, but you're also a story lover, too. You like the I stories of how the... things happen. Oh, and
0: I love the story. Yeah. Sometimes my poor husband, he'd be like, oh, she I just get know, by we were
1: talking, he'd be like, so okay, so what happened? This, uh, so Wait, what about this part? I'll I mean, like,
0: be like, I mean, like, so what what color shirt they have on? Was it green or yellow? Joy be like, No, what do they have to do with the story? Like, I don't know, I just want because 'cause I'm getting this picture in my mind and yeah. you know what I mean? But um this this means a lot. Um uh I'm just excited. I'm excited that you came. Oh, this is dope. Before the pop, before the pop, and your wife helped me name the show. BTP. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. So, um, thank you for coming on. Oh, listen, anytime. We could do. I mean, you know, I got about seventeen more hours of this stuff. (laughs) But right, and you know what's funny we could've, been is, go, we could've been going. We could we we got a, we're only at forty
0: seven minutes, so I was like an hour is good, but this is good, so it wasn't as long as what you thought it was. But I really, really do appreciate you coming on, sharing your story and um more to come. Let us pray.
1: So <laughs> heavenly father, we th- <laughs> oh,
0: Lord. Oh my god. So on my social media I will post a picture with um Warren's handle and all of that stuff for his uh, Social media and where he, you can find him in his church and all that good stuff. So
1: my block, go get that Tony Estes, uh, jealous, yes, and Hollywood, and
0: Hollywood. Go to
1: Spotify, stream it yes. right
0: now, right now. Um, cool. All right, I'll see you next time. Right. Okay. So that concludes our conversation. I really, really hope you enjoyed it. I had an awesome time talking to. Warren so if you loved it I would love For you to share it Um, you can take a Screenshot of the before the pop um, logo And share it on your social media Platforms you can follow me on all the Platforms I'm at Tony Estes On pretty much everything thanks For listening see you soon